I've been waiting to say this all my life. And I'm so proud that I'm doing it with you guys. Let's go lock this ball. Coming to you from the Land Shark Nation studios, Jonathan Ferguson, Evelyn Van Pell. It's The Rebel Show. Oh, I like that. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show, the new show. It's going to be called the The Rebel Show. It's pretty to the point. Um, for anybody that likes social media, interactive, uh, cutting edge, high tech kind of show, this is what you're going to try to find here. We're going to give it a shot, and I fully expect many other uh, platforms to start piggybacking off this idea that we have. So we're going to get it going, but. Again, it might be a rough around the edges to start, but I think it'll be a lot of fun. And my co-host with me is going to be Evelyn Van Pelt from the Rebel Walk. What's up, Evelyn? Hey, happy to be here. Uh, not a lot, probably like everybody else, just um, processing this weekend's game. Looking forward to the game against Cal. Thinking about what's going on in Covington, Kentucky. and <laughs> A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Right, and as you're talking, I'm scrolling your website. Everybody check it out, therebelwalk.com. Again, I've, I've said it pretty ad nausea. I think it's the best website out there for Ole Miss. Very to the point. You don't have to, like, guess where you're going. So I like that format and setup there, Evelyn. Thanks. Okay. Again, we're a little late on the launch of this show, but, hey, it's here. You're going to have a lot of fun with it, I know for a fact. Um, so – we're going to kind of combine week one and week two and hopefully, you know, I'm sure everybody's, you know, watched the games and they have their opinions. So we're going to give ours. Um, let's just, the first win, obviously, you know, 47-27. Uh, we got A.J. Brown, 233 record, Evelyn. That was yeah. the big story. That was the big story in game one. Yeah, Matt Luke's win, so – um, again, we won't, we won't spend much time on that. That's probably already racked in your brain. So week two, mm. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go first. Cause I got, I gotta get on my soapbox here for a second. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I think, um, you know, probably everybody thinks about, um, you know, Shea Patterson, local record, uh, career, I mean, single game record for Ole Miss. And um, I think that everybody was duly impressed as they, as they should be. I think the line was what 32 of 43 for 489 yards and five touchdowns, <laughs> um, you know, monster, monster day for Shea. Um, I think that uh, DeMarcus Lodge, man, he looked good. We already knew AJ Brown looked good, looked good again this week with, as you mentioned, uh, the week before, uh, this week, I think A.J. Brown, uh, eight catches, 156 yards, Lodge, six for 133. Man, man, you know, hard to beat that. So, I think, um, you know, my impressions are, once again, you know, when we talked about game one, um, I think the, the offense is uh, – or at least the passing side of the offense is everything that everybody expected it would be in more. So just gotta just gotta shore up that run game and shore up that run defense and you know then yeah 
So that's probably where your soapbox comes in. I don't know. <laughs> well, first I'll, I'll throw in some good. We're going to throw up some highlights here and uh, see some the of the offense that work. What do you have? The viewers Not only a good performance, but a record-breaking performance. Rebels down nine nothing early. Patterson finds Anquan Bolden of the SEC. <laughs> yes, he looks like he done. He big body, eight shaver there. They got a, they got those guys all over the field. Oh, that was a big connection last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those two right now are getting grooved together. Vaughn Penniman. Getting involved right there. That, that's basically their running game. Right? Yeah, they don't or, utilize the run game like you would traditionally. Phil Longo likes to get the running backs involved out of the backfield, catching the ball, and you can look at the disparity between throws to runs today certainly uh, illustrates that. Great play action there on the goal line. That was easy, too easy right now. Slip the fullback out of the flat. Shea showing his arm, drops a dime. DeMarcus Lodge pulls it in for another touchdown. Ole Miss up 38-16. to Then Patterson... Not done yet. I hate goal line fades unless you're throwing it to this. I don't know why you guys are hating on the goal I hate the goal line fade. I love it, man. It's a pass where only your guy can go make a play. Very uh, difficult for Well, when you got all this receiver, those guys are all 6'4 and 6'5. You don't play your strengths, right, Coach? That's exactly right. They're rambling, but (laughs) uh, they don't like the goal line fade. And um, I'm the one who loves the goal line fade. I'm with you there. And that's why I think think that's what makes football special is everybody's view on what works and what doesn't, what they like, what they don't. You know, you know, it's funny. That's it's funny you say that because I've got a real good uh, friend of mine who told me he's an OU, an OU guy. Went to OU. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, back in the days of of Switzer, he said OU could run the ball for 470 yards and score 50 points, and no OU fan was saying, "Hey, why didn't we throw the ball? Why weren't we throwing the ball more?" <laughs> And so, you know, I think uh, probably you, like me, found a, a lot of people after this game, you know, we, we end up with, with uh, you know, 400 and 411 billion yards passing. <laughs> and, right. not, you know, we're not running the ball well enough. And, I mean, I do understand that, you know, when we get into the SEC, we're, we're going to need to be able to do that. Heck, we're going to need to be able to do that maybe against Cal. But I just thought that was interesting that OU did what it was good at and, and it worked. Yeah, that that kind of brings me to um, one one of my questions that comes from Jimmy. He says it's not a question, but more of a comment. I think fans should stop worrying about a running game. We have Shea Patterson and a stupid amount of very capable wide receivers. We knew what Longo wanted to do when he came to Oxford. Throw it and throw it again. Keep up the good work, he says. Um, I want to. It's very difficult to kind of. I mean, obviously, you'd like to line up, run the ball, and. But I don't think Ole Miss is built that way. And I think the variations of his offense, a Phil Longo offense, air raid, if you will, a lot of the throws are the runs. Like you'll see a swing pass, which, which is – it's a pass technically, yes, it, like in the definition. and then the, But it's a design to be a run play. So it's, <laughs> there's a lot of hit, hidden yardage of running plays, but they're passes. I don't, I don't know how to – I guess that's the best way I could put it. Well, you know what? I mean, one thing that I found interesting in today's press conference was Coach Longo, you know, gets asked over and over and over about what about the run game. And, and, you know, what he said is uh, if they load up with eight in the box, we're going to throw it. 
in this offense, what we do depends on what the defense decides to do. In the last two weeks, the defenses were built to stop the run. So we threw, and that's how this offense is, is built. And, you know, so somebody else asked him some questions about, you know, at, actually asked him a question about whether he gets tired of the questions about about the run game. And he, he, said, he said, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. Basically, he said, you know, <laughs> here, here was his quote, actually. It, if the defense puts everything on the right side, we're going to run or load, throw to the left side. If everyone's deep, we'll do something underneath. I'm not trying to oversimplify, but that's how we approach it. It doesn't take a genius in the stands to look on the field and say, hey, there's a lot of space over the middle, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, there you go. It's to a point. I, I was watching the game with a buddy, and we were, like, in the south end zone, and you could see what he was doing. Like, they'd have, you know, like you said, eight in the box. And they'd have man against Demarcus Lodge <laughs> on the right side. I'm talking no safety over top. I mean, what? You're not very smart if you don't throw that ball deep to him. <laughs> he, he said, "We're looking for space on every play, and that's as simple as I can explain their system. You know, if there's a lot of space over the middle, we may be going there. Yes, we will be. You know, I mean, that's that's the way it is. So." I mean, I get the frustration years past, but this is this is a kind of a different element here. Um, but again, let's get, let's get on my soapbox, Evelyn. Eleven o'clock. I get that it's an early game, kind of tired. But why did Ole Miss come out flat? Oh man, you know, I know somebody asked. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. You know, I, I will tell you that in in my life, when I've when I've been a fan, not necessarily as much when I've when I've been in the press box, but when I've been a, a fan, I might be a little slow, a little slow starting, but. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I can understand that. But I know somebody asked uh, Longo today about, you know, getting off to quicker start. Is he, is he concerned about that? You know, and, and I think he just said, you know, that's been some of the problem is, is finishing some of those drives early. And their emphasis this week is going to be starting fast on the road. And, I mean, I think that that's going to be really, really critical. And, I, you know, again, who knows? I mean, they're 18 to 21-year-old kids. Yeah. But, Maybe, uh, I don't know. You know, I'm just happy we had a really strong third quarter the last. Yeah, there. that is a big factor. I was – the defense is what uh, bothers me, obviously. We're Landshark Nation, and uh, we uh, we came out really flat. Now, I went back and rewatched it because I don't like to – unless I rewatch a game, I don't like to you know, put my opinion out there from the stands. But I, I noticed a lot of – Blown assignments and missed tacklings is still an issue. Um, I saw some kids that were had their eyes in the backfield and some that <laughs> they uh, kind of um, were kind of doing their own little thing out there. So, what did what did uh, McGriff had to say today about that? Well, you know, basically, I think um, I think he just kind of said, you know, there were. Uh, there were some there were some plays definitely that um, some guys well first of all he said you know we gave up too many yards on the ground I mean obviously a kid runs for 195 yards the offense goes over 200 yards on the ground you can't win games when you give up yards like that That's right absolutely what he said um, 
you know, he basically just said, you never begrudge a win, but you have to look at some of the missed opportunities. And um, he did on the positive side. I mean, he thought the defense played with a lot of effort, enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. Um, He just said the issue we have to pay attention to and must get corrected is tackling. So, you know, I think that, 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 that gets us to, well, so what do you, what do you do about that? Some of it is, you know, he, he felt like there were a couple of plays that, like you're saying, maybe, I mean, there were some kids lined up. They weren't lined up right. Right. And, um, so, you know, some of it is, it's funny, the way he put it was, he said, everybody, the the D-line, the linebackers, the secondary, everybody had their, the way he put it, their hand in the cookie jar of mm-hmm. being responsible for giving up uh, all those yards. And he said, and me too, and the staff too. He said, so we're going to have to coach them better. And, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I respect accountability. I, you know, he, he, he's doing what a good coach does. So, uh, but that was one of the things that stuck out to me. I mean, just, it just, <laughs> it, yeah. it gets that's real. It gets real this week. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've heard a lot of theories that we might be running some vanilla sets and not showing much. Well, we're going to find out exactly who they are on both sides of the ball come Saturday as you right. travel to California. Right, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, you just never know. I mean, football is a funny game. and Yeah. Momentum is a funny thing and motivation. And, you know, I just think um, – Again, I'm I'm always look on the bright side. Or actually, I've I've been told that I'm not even a glass is half full. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thankful I have a glass. You know, yeah. so, hey. um, I, I don't know. I I still think I, I think there's still a lot of positives to this defense, and we're only two games in. That's true. Um, and and the good thing is is they know they know what they have to work on, and I think that we're we're things are much more simplified than last season, which I think maybe frustrates some people mm-hmm. because they're like, well, okay, if it's simpler, then why are we having some why are we having some problems? But yeah. we've still got some some young kids, and and I I don't know. I think it's going to be okay. I think it'll get better. Um, you on the injury front, you were the one of the first to report. Uh, Eli Johnson, if you want to talk about injuries, could you yeah. do that? Um, I Yeah, actually, um, I, I think I was the very first, to yeah, that, by the way, um, and I had a really good source there. Um, he, yeah, unfortunately, uh, redshirt freshman backup center Eli Johnson tore his ACL at the end of the game. We'll have season-ending surgery this week. Um, Eli's a, a tough kid. He's also a really, really bright kid. Mm-hmm. Um, heck, I think he may even already be like a junior now. I mean, he's really, <laughs> really brilliant kid. Um, so that's really, that's really sad. Um, I think that they said uh, Didi Bowie is gonna. Uh, they were gonna have. They were gonna find out today whether he could go okay. start contact yet. Uh, they're still hoping to get him back, but they're you know for Cal, they're not exactly sure. Uh, Dawson Knox, tight end Dawson Knox, is practicing this week, and they'll know by the end of this week whether he's a full go or not. So, it sounds pretty positive on his on yeah. his front, yeah. don't it? I think so too. And I think, um, you know, McGriff said we came out pretty healthy. You know, there's some guys that are banged up, but he expects to be at full strength. 
uh, this week, as long as we go out and practice smart, he said. So um, hopefully we, we won't injure ourselves in, in practice. But anyway, so we're, 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 you know, fortunately, other than, you know, really sad to hear about, about Eli, um, but no, no additional new, new injuries. That's good. That's good. That is one positive. The first two you can look at. Right. Um, let's see. Um, have you ever flown out to California? Do you know about this, this time change lag and uh, adjustment that you need to, uh, so tell me about that. What what are the players going to be looking at? I mean, here's the thing. I think, um, you know, the start time really pretty much all anybody needs to know is kickoff for this game is at 9.30 Oxford time Saturday. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a, that's a tough one. So, I mean, we could well be playing at, you know, what, 10, 30, 11, 30. I mean, we could be playing yeah. at 1 a.m. Oxford time. Um, so that's going to be, that's going to be really interesting. I do think that, um, they're going out, they're going out a day earlier than what they normally do when they go on road trips. So, uh, maybe they can kind of get used to the time change a little bit because, um, you know, it is going to be, it is going to be interesting. That's a pretty big, that's a pretty big shift there. And, you know, again, when you talk about kicking off basically at nine 30 at night, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be a funky week, you know, with the COI, and it's it's not going to be an easy week. Uh, right. <laughs> not at all. I mean, yeah, you bring up a good point. The the head coach Matt Luke and uh, Maurice Harris and Derek Nix are in Kentucky for the Committee on Infractions hearing, and um, so today. Coach Luke didn't do the, the press conference, obviously. Uh, Longo and McGriff handled it. And um, funny thing, while Longo was up at the podium today, his phone was ringing. <laughs> he pulled it out and looked at it, and it was Coach Luke. And, and, he, and he clicked it to ignore and said, well, he'll probably understand, you know. <laughs> um, anyway, they've, they've got a good, a good plan in place, they feel like, and uh, to deal with that. And I've heard, uh, you know, the coaches will be flying back and forth. So um, it should, you know, they, they've hopefully – accounted for that but you know it's a little it's a little tough on luke and harrison nicks you know back yeah, to, yeah. you know east and then and then head west so you know probably everyone i think that there will just be a relief to even get that over with yeah with so. well that we'll touch on we touched on a little bit of cow we got that all throughout the week and uh like it's a big game don't don't let it fool you it's a big road game right before the bye week so and you know obviously alabama's next so it's a big game. It's a big swing game, in my opinion. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it can, you know, it's one of those that can actually, again, like we say, football's a crazy sport and the motivation. I mean, it can, you know, if you come out of cow with a win, which I expect that we will, um, you're kind of rolling. If you, if you come out with a loss, I mean, you might, might not have wheels coming off, but might be a flat tire, you know, so. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I just think it is going to be a big game and it'll help us know a lot more because let's face it. I mean, honestly, I don't really know how much you can know about yourselves after UT Martin and South Alabama. I really That's true. That's real true. Um, I gave everybody a short little notice for some questions, but we'll answer a few right now. Thank you for everybody who submitted them. Um, uh, we'll start with Twitter. Um, she, Right here, what do you think will be the keys to the cow game this week? That was the first one. Well, are you asking me? Or yeah, you- I'm asking you. 
<laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna let you take this one. Um, well, I tell you what, I think um, you know probably everybody needs to keep an eye on running back Trey Watson. I think that's um, McGriff said he's the best player on their offense and okay. uh, good running back, very explosive. He's also really good at catching the ball out of the backfield. So um, you know, there you go. Yeah. Um, All purpose, huh? Um, on the edge, they have two really explosive receivers out wide. Um, so, I, you know, I think it's going to be challenging. They'll spread the ball. I think it's um, – that's, that's, those are going to be some things to watch for. I mean, it's, it's going to be – it's going to be a test. You know? I'll kind of expand on it. I think, obviously, the keys will be turnovers. You know, offensively, Ole Miss needs to not turn the ball over because at each time, the last two games that they've turned it over, it's resulted in – um, points so obviously that needs to be cut down and then force some turnovers on defense that's <laughs> that's the best way to help out your offense and your defense force some turnovers so right, right. and you know what I, I have felt like um, third down conversions are going to be important and I mm -hmm. think uh, the Rebels have been you know they've been actually pretty pretty good there I think um, they're going to have to you know they're going to have to to get Cal off the field though. I mean, defensively, we're going to have to, we're going to have to make sure Cal has to punt the ball, which sounds so duh, you know? Yeah. But um, I just don't think that, you know, we don't need to have any more of those nine and a half minute long drives. <laughs> so, over, over, under Evie, uh, 75. Oh man. Well, honestly, I think that nobody's gonna, nobody, is that Sykes? Is that Sykes in the background? It's one of them. Okay. I love that name, by the way. Yes, Sykes um, Orvis. That's right. Not... <laughs> I know that. Um, well, you know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to say over. And the only reason I'm saying that is because I don't see anybody shutting down Patterson and Brown and Lodge and Jefferson. And That's a know, tough task right there. And Metcalf. I mean, let's not forget Metcalf. So I don't know. I'm going with the over, but that's... I agree. I agree with you on that. Uh, let's kind of get through these a little quick. Uh, do, I, I laughed at this one. Do, do you believe Ronald Goldie McClendon got screwed? <laughs> if, if anybody don't remember him, he was number five running back during the Cutcliffe era who absolutely was coming alive. He was a five-star out of Duke Junior College. And there was some NCAA stuff that uh, with a vehicle or something. And, yeah, he had to sit out and <laughs> – <laughs> uh gosh anyways yes i do believe he was <laughs> to answer the I question yes. uh another one is the d better in the second half based on scheme or players getting settled into the game i think uh i think it's the latter i think they get settled into the game and uh I think so too. And also I think to be honest, you know, one thing that is, is important, you know, while people are busy, you know, throwing some negative vibes out there. Mm -hmm. um, I really feel like this coaching staff is making some good halftime adjustments. That's and true. That, that is extremely true. Yeah. We didn't see that last year. We saw us race off to a big lead. We saw the opponents go in and make some halftime adjustments and then mm -hmm. us hang on, try and hang on for dear life. And, and I didn't really see, you know, defensively, it was just pretty much the same the whole time. And I don't feel like that is the case this year. I do feel like the coaches are making good adjustments on both sides of the ball at the half. I mean, naturally you want to be a four quarter team. I mean, you want to be all, 
you know, on point every single quarter. But I'll tell you this, I was telling a buddy, I'd rather be a second half team than a first half team. If you can hang around in the first half and be excellent in the second, that's going to win you more games than not. So. Absolutely. And again, we, we sure saw that last year. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, let's see. Um, couple some uh some on facebook i appreciate everybody um now that we have quadir shepherd back could he poss- could we possibly see haynes slide over outside linebacker to help the run game uh i think he's doing a lot of that anyway he's dropping i've seen him drop in more times than he ever has in his career um he's um uh, helping out the passing game but uh i think he was what second or third in tackles last game so he's yeah. he's helping out in that area prediction of the coi meeting a worst case scenario, best case scenario, worst case to your bull ban, best case one they take our penalties and you only get the one. Any scenario that I think is possible. Um, <laughs> now I'm not I'm not even going to be that guy. Yeah, you know what? I, I have to interrupt you for a second because I have literally I've had a bunch of people ask me if I had anybody there for this hearing, and. No, my response has been no. You know, I mean, I I really wish I had the time just to fly out there and sit there, but I don't know that people really understand that people are not allowed, you know, media, no one who's not involved in the case is allowed inside. And so literally I am watching people, media people who are there, (laughs) they are reporting on, I think Pat Forty reported that Hugh Freeze and some other people, they were all in the bathroom at the same time. Why is he there? Oh my God. Why is he there? I don't know. And we're getting the updates of, of they just broke for uh, a recess. And then, and then 30 minutes later, they're back in. I mean, that, that is literally all the media can tell you. And I will say, you, know? uh, you can take whatever you want. It's 5.56 as we're doing this. Uh, Leo hadn't shown up yet, has he? Right. Yeah, so that, that, I, I don't know what not the deal I, is with that. Knew, not the last I knew. So, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, an hour or two ago but anyway I really didn't I didn't think I needed to go there and report on who went to the bathroom at what I would have I would have punched you next time I see you if I if you would have went there no offense to anybody that drove all the way to Covington uh yeah um anyways um let's real quickly big the college football did you watch any this weekend Yes, I did. Um, I watched a lot of football this weekend. What's, and, what's uh, some thoughts? Who stuck out with you, team-wise? Um, well, you know, I guess probably everybody watched. I watched Auburn and Clemson. Um, thought that was thought that was an interesting game. What did you think about that? Were they eleven sacks, Clemson? Yes, I think so. Oh, think- St- Stidham look. Stidham was getting beat up, and I tweeted out that I don't know. He might not make it through the rest of the year. I mean, I know Clemson's D line's really good, but ooh, they better hope that it was just Clemson being that good and Auburn not that bad up front. So, that's <laughs> the truth. I tell you, I watched. Um, oh well, this is kind of sad. I watched A and M and Nichols and Lord, <laughs> they were. I tweeted at one point. I mean, it was a fourteen fourteen. It was. It was. Point home and so you know I kind of feel like uh, you know people complaining on our end man you know it was like in the fourth quarter that game was not over so um you know it could be could be worse uh I watched Ohio State and uh, Oklahoma watch that <laughs> watch Baker Mayfield plant that flag yeah and, that was the big the talk of the game he 
<laughs> yeah. And I, and, I, and I saw, for those who don't know, I mean, after OU won, you know, Baker, I think, felt a little disrespected last year by how Ohio State, you know, acted perhaps. And yeah. so put the OU flag and went and stuck it in the middle of the field. And one interesting thing I saw uh, Shea Patterson's dad write uh, mm. on, I think, Facebook afterwards, uh, that you'll never, you'll never see Shay do anything disrespectful like that so that was a you know that was a really interesting take and and I can't even when I put it in my mind like that you're right I can't even in a million years see that so um, Baker's an emotional guy and that's what you know that's what he brings to him on and off the field super emotional (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, so uh anyway I tell you I was watching also a little bit of Kentucky and Eastern Kentucky what no are you you joking me right now no I'm not well I mean I'm I'm a little I really (laughs) Three minutes. All know. right, well, go ahead. Give me the rundown. Yeah, I mean that game. That game was closer than than anybody thought. I think it ended up twenty seven sixteen Kentucky, but uh, at the half, Eastern Kentucky was leading thirteen ten. So you know that was a that was a little bit of a surprising one. So um, anything anyway, that's about that's about the extent of of what I watched. I mean, Real watch- quick, if you. Uh... I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, but if you haven't, and I know you're not probably not state people, you've got to watch the 93rd and 93 oh fall. <laughs> it's, it's like out of a movie. Like, they literally <laughs> kick the ball 90 yards the other way, they're fumbling yeah, it. I, I saw that. So, yeah. I, a loss of 93 yards. I should have had it queued up for everybody, but I, I, I just thought about it, but. Uh, yeah, that was that was the only thing that would have been better. I mean, I if that would have happened to state, you know, I might have would have <laughs> a little bit better. But anyway, that was pretty funny. So, All right, well, uh, again, welcome to the show, everybody, and this is going to be a good thing. I know you're going to be able to listen to it like via podcast on Podbean, um, iTunes. We're going to have m- many, many different ways to either listen or watch the show. We're going to uh, YouTube. Um, the Rebel Walk will have their on their channel, Landshark Nation on theirs. She, uh, Evelyn's going to direct link it to her website. So, again, it's going to be a little rough as we get going, but I promise you you're going to love this show as we get going. And, um, again, thank you to everybody for your advertising submissions. I'm going to pick a few here within the week, and uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. And, again, um, Evelyn, thank you for joining me. And, um what you doing tonight? Um, you know, I don't know. I've got a I've got a show on ninety nine point one FM in the morning in Birmingham, and uh, so I'll probably be doing a little prep for that so I can uh, <laughs> sound coherent, like I know know what I'm doing. And um, I'm uh, at my daughter's in Brandon, and we've got a four week old little baby here, so I'll probably just be hanging out with a little baby girl. Sounds amazing. All right, everybody, you guys have a good night, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.